going on, everybody? It's Thomas DeLauer. Hey, and Adil Harcharoui. What's up, guys? And uh, we wanted to throw this podcast uh, together a little bit quicker than usual because we realized there's a, an important holiday coming up. And something that uh, a lot of people ask me about is, Thomas, how do you stay healthy or what do you avoid during uh, a holiday, in this case, the 4th of July? Uh, to stay healthy. What do you do? Yep, exactly. And uh, by the way, happy birthday, America. And today we're just going to go in. Uh, first of all, we're going to go in and uh, give a shout out to. Yep, uh, we've got a, we've got an awesome review that came in from uh, Logan Williamson in California. And he says, uh, informative, fun and unique. I thoroughly enjoyed this podcast and learned many new tips that I'll be implementing in my day to day life while pursuing my fitness goals. Very informative, very upbeat and unique with a new healthy twist conditioning your mind as well as your body. Having grown up heavily involved in sports and weightlifting, I have found that the transition into the professional world has made staying in shape and keeping fitness fun a major challenge. I've always been a believer in keeping workouts fun and trying new things, but this podcast was the motivation that I needed to make necessary changes to my regimen that'll keep me stimulated and excited to break a sweat. I would really enjoy listening to an episode on balancing work and a fitness program. I know that there are a lot of people out there like me that would benefit from any thoughts that you guys have. Thanks. That was great. It was awesome. And, Love I, it. and Logan, that's definitely a topic that we should do and we will. Thanks, Logan. And for other listeners, if you guys have anything else, do you want to leave us a review? Then you, have, you want us to talk about something, just please post that in either in your review or you can go into the website, organifit.tv, and you can use the contact uh, form yeah, and leave us a comment or request or whatever. Yeah, and we, and we do we do legitimately read all of the reviews that come in. Mm-hmm. So definitely, uh, if you have some comments, you have some some questions or anything like that, throw them in there, and who knows, we might just uh, shout you out anyway. That's right. That'd be a cool thing. <laughs> but let's. Uh, we're going to keep this one a little bit short because yeah. it's sort of an impromptu, uh, not on the typical schedule that we normally do the podcast, but we thought it was important. So we're going to dive right in. Uh, so we're talking about the 4th of July, Independence Day. Yep. You know, it's the world of barbecues and fireworks and <laughs> hot dogs and, uh, oh man, burgers, yeah. bread. Alcohol. Yeah, lots of alcohol. So it's, uh, how do you avoid it? How do you, uh, how do you stay clean and true to your health goals throughout this entire process? Exactly. And if you're in your um, a regiment or plan or program and you don't want the 4th of July or the excuse of 4th of July to skip that or... Or mess up your progress this tips here totally applies to you yeah so uh, the first one is one that's pretty simple but it definitely has an effect and that's to drink tons of water and it's uh, predominantly I mean it's, it's gonna fill you up it's gonna make it so you're less tempted to snack on the foods that you shouldn't be snacking on but of course it's also it's hot usually mm-hmm. during the 4th of July very <laughs> so you gotta stay <laughs> hydrated um, if you if you drink a little bit of water before you eat, it can actually help turn off the uh, the hunger signals from your brain. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you uh, if you knew that, Adil. Yeah, it's uh, so pretty pretty interesting on that. And so that's really a simple one. But then the next one, uh, Adil, go ahead and yeah, it's going to be more of a practicing a portion control. I mean, it sounds pretty straightforward, but it's actually a great thing. So instead of using a massive plates, use a small plates. You know, so you can control your your calorie intake, and instead of having I know a lot of, you know, double bun or double <laughs> double patties or whatever. Just have one, and that's very self-explanatory. Just practice the portion control. You don't need to go in and go uh, go to town on food during no, Fourth of July. Not. You can just 
say, hey, you know what, this is a, one day I'm going to participate in it, I'm going to celebrate it, but it doesn't mean I'm going to go crazy on food. And uh, yeah. Yeah, and you know, when it comes to portion control, uh, Adil mentioned briefly using a small plate. And actually, if you do grab a small plate instead of the typical large plate, the natural tendency is you're going to eat less. In fact, research has actually shown mm. that people who choose uh, smaller plates and, and even smaller utensils, like those little baby forks, <laughs> uh, they actually eat less without even noticing it. So the, the difference can be like as substantial as really like half the calories consumed. Um, yet almost everyone would report the same level of fullness or satiation. So it really is a mental game. If you have a big plate, the tendency is to want to fill it up. So if you're hosting a party, go to the store and buy a bunch of small plates. Yep. Do, uh, do your uh, friends and, and family a favor by mm-hmm. not even giving them the option to go crazy on food. Yep, same thing applies on uh, you know small cups too, unless you're going to drink water, then would you know get gallons and <laughs> gallons of it <laughs> it's uh and also in portion control we also we hear a lot about you know how much how much do we eat in terms of meat and stuff like that i generally recommend kind of the same uh the same premise that a lot of people recommend which is eating a piece of meat about the size of your fist that's usually a good mm-hmm. indicator of how much meat you should consume so if you're you know having a piece of chicken yeah measure it out by about your your fist that's a good way to measure portion perfect and then now we're going to talk about loading up the grill Yep. So loading up, loading up those grilled veggies because it's yep. you got the uh, you got the grill. It's it's hot. It's cooking. You've got your burgers on it. It's a perfect reason to throw some squash on there. Throw some zucchini on there. Get those get the vitamin A and get the uh, those, you know other vitamins that you're going to get from the squash as la- as well as uh, satiating yourself, feeling full, mm-hmm. and filling up on something that's a little bit better for yeah. you. Because it's very tempting to load up the grill with steaks. Daddy stuff. I mean, you could do that, but just it's practice good. the portion control and just don't substitute that with veggies. Yeah, it's good it's, for you. And it's not always bad to throw a steak on there. It's just the fact of the matter is, is that you know I think by and large, mm-hmm. uh, especially Americans, since this is uh, regarding the Fourth of July, I yep. uh, have a tendency to really overdo it on the meat. Right, and it's not so much about calories. It's more about the ease of digestion. It really strains the digestive system and makes it so that you're not absorbing nutrients as well. So, you know, if you if you throw some eggplant on the grill or you throw some squash or some zucchini, it's a great, great filler. And it's uh, it's going to fill up the grill with veggies instead of hot dogs. Yep. Very true. And now take off the bun. Take off. Take off your bun. Yeah. <laughs> take off your bun. <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, the old low carb Atkins approach where you basically eat the burger without the bun. Yeah. Um, and, you know, protein style. Exactly. Use As lettuce. <laughs> you know, in and out Burger calls it protein style, but I don't necessarily recommend you go get no, uh, in and out. That's not exactly the uh, smartest move here. <clears throat> but by taking off the bun, you're eliminating those those excess carbs. And here's what's really interesting about taking off the bun is that people have actually found that there's no difference in fullness factor for people that remove the bun and people that leave the bun on. In fact. Leaving the bun on, it's usually a white bread, so it's usually like mm-hmm. a very glucose rich. Now, when you look at white bread in general, it's as high on the glycemic index scale as you can get. And what that means in layman's terms is that white bread or a typical bun is going to respond inside your body stronger than sugar is. It's going to be it's yeah. going to hit your system faster than sugar will. So that bun is extremely high glycemic. So you're actually spiking your insulin and can make yourself hungry later on. Yeah. Well, so some people actually substitute that with wheat and they think it's actually a good thing. 
So. No, and that's a, I mean, we mm. can go into a whole other topic about that, yeah, but, but the fact of the matter is, is that if you're going to do the, uh, if you're, if you're going to have a bun, <laughs> you just don't have a bun because yes. at the end of the day, uh, even the wheat buns are still refined flour that are still having the same effect. Um, so, you know, if you must, you know, wrap it in some lettuce and make it a sandwich like that, or very worse, you know, pick up some gluten-free bread mm-hmm. and, and just put it between two pieces of bread. It's not the end of the world. you You'll definitely, in fact, you may find that you enjoy a burger more without the bun. I know I did. Yeah, same here. It's, it's amazing. Um, cool. And now we're going to talk about, you know, bringing your own dish. So if you have friends that, you know, they're not really following a healthy lifestyle, which you probably be, should be the influencer, you know, bring your own healthy dish to their, to yeah. their house. If you guys are having like a potluck or something, so don't, you know, go prepare. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a really good one, mm-hmm. and it's one that uh, I think sometimes people think a lot, but they never really follow through with it because we have this uh, fear that we're going to get judged or this fear that we're going to insult our hosts by bringing our <laughs> own food. But yeah, realistically, that's... if you're on a mission to take care of your body and be healthy, mm-hmm. if they're any friend at all, they're going to understand and they're going to appreciate Support you. Yeah. And in fact, and if it's not an issue, I would uh, recommend bringing enough for other people too and try to set a trend because it really, it really does. It is radioactive. When you bring some good food, good, healthy food, people will eat it and they will feel better. And it's just an overall better environment. So, so, so take some responsibility. Yeah, totally. I don't think anybody, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, sometimes it's a cultural thing, but I don't think anybody will be offended I think, in fact, they could probably, they will appreciate you. and, and, and uh, You're saving them money. Exactly. That's one thing. <laughs> Second thing is you're definitely going to make change. You're going to see the, that you are on a mission. And even in a holiday where everybody goes crazy on food, you are actually staying you know, within your program and you're not, you're not um, getting off track. No, that's, that's commendable. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I had found that I, I used to really worry about that. I used to always bring my food in my Tupperware. And there was like a couple of poor situations where I almost developed a complex where I'm like, I don't want people to see me eating out of my Tupperware because they're going to make fun of me. Or they're, you know, I'm not yeah. saying you show up with Tupperware. I'm just show, saying that you, you, know, you bring your own food. So, but by and large, people don't really care and it doesn't offend people. So, no. so bring, bring your own healthy side dish. Yeah. Cool. And then when you bring your food and start eating, eat slow. So that's one thing that a lot of people don't do is eat super, super They don't quick. enjoy their food. <laughs> no, they don't. And then that's, that takes the whole enjoyment out of the food and the whole, um, you know, there's a lot of other side effects to uh, So do you want to touch, that, touch more on that? Yeah. Well, basically, uh, digestion begins in the mouth. So from the moment that you take a bite and you start chewing, uh, enzymes within your saliva are breaking down food mm-hmm. so digestion is literally occurring inside your mouth and then of course it passes into your stomach where um, hydrochloric acid actually is pumped in and further digests the food and then absorption occurs you know throughout the small intestine and so the issue is if you eat fast you're ultimately skipping yeah a deal's pointing at me i <laughs> i have a tendency yep. to eat fast and i'm really trying to correct it like and inhale food <laughs> i know you know what that was i was from being in the military and they taught me to eat so fast uh-huh. and it's just uh oh it's a habit that i yep. really I, I practice it for a while and then i fall back into the old trap just like i always ask people not to and um but anyway if you if you don't chew your food if you eat fast uh, two things are going to happen. One, you're not going to digest the food. You run the risk of getting constipated. You run the risk of not absorbing your nutrients. But the other thing that's really interesting is it can actually, if you eat too fast, 
your brain doesn't really have time to send the signal to the stomach. So you actually don't get full till later. So the tendency is to just keep eating and eating and eating and eating. And then suddenly you hit, you get full when realistically you were yep. full 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So it's, and what it does in the way of insulin resistance, uh, I'm going to cite one study here that was interesting because some Japanese researchers found that eating fast is associated with insulin resistance. And this was something that was new to me when I did some more research on this. Um, because what insulin resistance is, is it's basically when you eat something sugary and the pancreas creates insulin, um, it means that your body's not really creating insulin anymore because it's so used to seeing sugary substance and it's developed a resistance to it. So it's a huge precursor to diabetes and heart disease. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but knowing that fast eating it seems to be a risk factor with that is pretty uh, pretty daunting. And it's also a risk factor for what's called metabolic syndrome, which is basically the accumulation of visceral fat in the abdomen, uh, the accumulation of unsightly belly fat, more yeah. or less. Yeah, and one, another thing is eating fast will cause you acid, acid reflux. Yeah, that's... And that's terrible. <laughs> that's just no fun. No. Acid reflux, <laughs> uh, also known as heartburn. And yep. Sometimes it can be a very uncomfortable and just annoying thing to deal with and just enough to ruin your 4th of July. Cool. And the next one is skip the chips and crackers and bread. I mean, we already talked about the buns and and bread and everything like that. So now just chips and crackers. Um, Yeah. And that, you know, I think for a lot of people that goes without saying, but you know, you know, we, uh, I think more and more we're finding that you know, crackers and chips aren't really good for you. No. You know, no one, uh, most people know the potato chips are not a good option. But let's talk a little bit about some chips and crackers that people are tricked into thinking that yep. are healthy. And uh, for one, one that comes to mind immediately is pita chips. Mm-hmm. Pita chips. People think, oh, it's pita. It's healthy. It's Greek. It's Greek. <laughs> you know, the Greek people, they're super healthy. Yeah. And that's right. Mediterranean people are healthy. But I think they eat a lot more plain pita than just pita chips. Yep. And totally. P- pita's like, so pita chips are super condensed and super dense uh, when it comes to carbohydrates. And that makes it so that uh, they're even worse than having some potato chips. So just because they're pita chips and even if they're reduced fat, it doesn't mean that they're good. Any, most of those snack foods are, should probably be avoided. Yeah, I've seen in Whole Foods some of those um, sweet potato uh, chips. Well, here's the thing, man. They're not really uh, sweet potatoes. Like if you look, yeah, if you look at the ingredients, and and my wife used to love those. Yeah, I think I've seen them in you guys. Yeah, she she still likes them, and you know they they are a gluten free option. But I always pick them apart every time uh, she picks them up. I I say, hey, you know these aren't real full sweet Mm -hmm. potato, but they're. you know, she has them sparingly and they're just a treat every now and then. But a word to the wise on those is if you look at the ingredients, the first ingredient is still usually corn flour. Yeah. And then maybe another ingredient and then sweet potato. They're really, they're almost sweet potato flavored chips. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So, so real, real sweet potato chips would be taking a sweet potato, slicing it like a potato, like a, like a potato chip and baking them. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Yeah. A little bit laborious to do, but well worth the uh, well worth the time if you wanted to create a healthy snack for when you bring your own food. Yeah, and you can always substitute chips by pieces of uh, bell pepper. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, yeah, you can dip them in salsa. Yeah, exactly. You can use that, or you could use broccoli. You could use cauliflower. You could use God. You could use a lot of things. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I think the issue that people have though is uh, sometimes vegetables just don't sound nearly as 
fun. You know, and it's you yes. know we're in, we're in a snacking mood, and when you're at you're at a party, you're at a barbecue, you always want a snack. You know, so you know the nice thing is that you know if you can if you can get some sweet potato chips or or something like that, it certainly will help you. Um, but one that's I found is really good is I think satisfies that crunch that you want is jicama. Uh, that's that little kind of a brownish vegetable. It's kind of a root that when you cut it open, it's it's really white and crisp on the inside. It's used in Mexican dishes a lot. Um, very low calorie food that actually can, uh, you can actually burn more calories when you eat jicama than you actually consume through the jicama because it's, uh, the body has to work pretty hard to break it down. Load up, people. So jicama. <laughs> Get jicama. Um, and now I think, talk about desserts. So if you're going to have desserts, have small portions. Or just don't have none at all. I mean, it, substitute that with fruits or something. I mean, just don't. Don't. Yeah. I mean, the cheesecake looks really tempting. I mean, I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, desserts <laughs> are always tempting, and yeah. it's. I think in you know Fourth of July, you're seeing people with popsicles and ice cream cones and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, Pies. we're not here to rain on everybody's parade. I mean, we're not saying you have to have a boring Fourth of July. But <laughs> you just think that hope not. <laughs> portion control could really be exercised when it comes to dessert. Yeah. I mean, that's just. And I know a lot of people right now. There's the, a lot of new sugar-free desserts that are coming out, and uh, I normally wouldn't recommend those. And, and the reason is because those artificial sweeteners are still going to create an insulin response, and they're still bad for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But there are some cool desserts now that are sweetened with like stevia, um, and which is pretty darn cool. I mean, all organic um, and natural uh, artificial sweetener. I guess, no, that doesn't. That's a Catch twenty two. I can't yeah. say that it's not a natural artificial, but it's a natural <laughs> sweetener that uh, is zero calories. So there's some ice creams out there that are made with that. Um, you know, so give those a look. You know, try to make a little bit of a conscious effort to make a healthier decision. Exactly. But if you have to do it, portion control. Portion control. That's or that's your only thing. Don't go too crazy. Just satisfy your sweet tooth or whatever, and then move on. Um, lastly, lastly would be drink up. Drink. <laughs> Well, that's the 4th of July. Can't yes. go without drinking. So here's why I recommend that you abstain from uh, copious amounts of alcohol during 4th of July. It's mainly because of what it does to you cognitively mm-hmm. and the decisions that you make after drinking. Yes. It's not so much the alcohol itself. It's the fact that you, your judgment becomes impaired and all of the steps that we just talked about over the last 20 minutes are going to be almost worthless because you're going to not be mindful of it yep. and you're just going to dive right back into those potato chips. And then the last thing is you'll find yourself later on in one of those fast food drive drive throughs <laughs> On your way home from the barbecue yeah. and you're going, oh man, you know Jack what? In the box Del Taco sounds really good yeah. right now. Let's oh, go get yeah. some tacos. Been there, done that, guys. I mean, that's... I'm talk, we're talking from experience here. Now, we're, we're human. We're, we don't just... No, it's, yeah. When I was... Uh, very overweight. I mean, I was, I was 270 pounds and, um, I was guilty of that. I'd get lazy and I just, um, you know, if I ever, uh, you know, had even the tiniest bit of alcohol at all, which I usually didn't, but the tiniest bit of alcohol would relax me enough (laughs) to where I was just like, yeah, you know what? It's fine. Life is good. Life is good. It's too short. Yeah. Bad news. Don't go that route. (laughs) So, um, and some people respond. Some people can tolerate alcohol better. And well, yeah, I, I mean, it, it is. And then the crazy thing is, too, you start talking to yourself to to like, hey, you know what? It's only one. It's only two. And then the last thing you find yourself drunk, you know, had the entire 
I don't know, a case of beer and yeah, it's, or two bottles of water. Well, not water, two bottles of wine later, you discover, oh my God, yeah, it's moderation because a lot of people have a different, you know, definition to moderation. Yeah. But his moderation is. Exactly. <laughs> to be aware. You, you hit something uh, real quick there that was good. You said uh, you mentioned wine. And I always like to mention this when I talk to, to any of my clients or anything like that about, about wine. Red wine uh, is pretty good for you in moderation. So if you're <laughs> going to have a little bit of alcohol, that's what I would probably recommend is have three or four ounces of red wine. Not a bottle, right? Not a bottle. No, 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 no. And moderation I, is kind of. I grew up yeah. in Sonoma, Napa, Sonoma, Napa area, which is the wine capital of. of uh, yeah. It's uh, so. It's like I became very, uh, very. Uh, I guess you could say, understanding of mm-hmm. you know the love of wine and what people have. So. Yeah, you just have a little bit of wine. It contains a, what's called resveratrol, which is an antioxidant yeah. that is usually found in the skin of grapes and consequently ends up in mm-hmm. wine. So it is a good antioxidant, but just you know, take it easy. Don't, don't go crazy on it. <laughs> don't go crazy. Just a couple ounces. So. Yep, and don't, don't drink and drive. Please don't. Definitely don't drink and drive. I will kick your butt. Yeah, yeah. Use some some of my ninja moves. Yeah, on my you. my virtual ninja moves. My, I will disable your vehicle so you can't start it. <laughs> exactly. But, well, that's. Uh, Let's let's wrap this one up. I just want to again keep it short for everybody, just yep. so that they have some tips to go into Fourth of July with. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you guys head on yeah. over to organicfit.tv, you're going to uh, find the show notes as well as a blog related to this topic. So go ahead and give that a quick check out. It's on mm-hmm. uh, organicfit.tv. And then you go to the podcast section. You can listen to this podcast actually on the website, which is a great thing right now. If you don't have your iPhone or your Android and you have a new phone, the only thing you have access to is a computer. Either you can listen to us on iTunes or Stitcher or our website or your I mean, God, you have no excuse to not listen to us. So, don't, no. so do it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really easy. So uh, go ahead and check that out. And again, as always, thank you for all of the amazing reviews and appreciate them coming. And if uh, you do leave a review, we will shout you out. We'll pick a, pick a new uh, shout out every, every episode. So, and again, that's what's going to help keep us ranked high. And we're proud to announce that iTunes has been ranking us uh, as a featured podcast mm-hmm. and also in the, the new and noteworthy section, which means that we're making a big impact and people are really enjoying these. So Exactly. That's why we're uh, that's why we're bringing them uh, bringing more to you. Yep, exactly. And to conclude this, no, thank you guys for listening. And honestly, we we can't do this without you. So thanks. Exactly. Your body is a temple. Treat it with respect. Yep. Cheers. All right. See you guys. <laughs>